just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys And welcome back to another episode of the Marcus Show. Hello. I am your host, as I am every single week, Marcus himself. And this week, I am uh, brought to you by another guest, but I, I think we're going to stop calling him a guest uh, after this week. Um, Ryan uh, is joining me again. Uh, and I kind of, I've been thinking about this for a while. I, I knew uh, before I even started the show, Ryan was going to be somebody I, I wanted on pretty regularly. Um, and then it just kind of hit me like, some of those solo shows I do are not as great uh, as I thought they would be in my head. And it's much easier to have somebody to talk to about just everything. So instead of just bringing Ryan on uh, to like talk about certain topics, Ryan's going to co-host now. So Ryan's just going to be on every week that he can make it and every week that I can make it. And so I brought up that idea and... He said, cool. So, uh, Ryan, how are we feeling about this big move? I love it. It's a pleasure to do this with you, Marcus. I appreciate you for inviting me on. Yeah. I mean, it's not even uh, – this was the biggest thing I had to get used to. So when I was doing uh, the winter forecast, Ryan, I, I, I would thank them after every single episode. And then I started to realize, like, I'm a part of the show now, so I don't really have to thank them. Um, not that I'm talking bad about you thanking me. Uh, not at all. <laughs> But, like, that's definitely something that I needed to get used to so I can definitely get into your head that way. Um, but I think this is going to be good. I think this is going to be awesome. Uh, Ryan, you are a wealth of knowledge. Um, I, I think you follow more about sports than I do, honest to God, which I think is what makes this – is going to make this uh, you so You are too great. kind. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. Uh, I won't give up your sources, but when you were going through all your sources of things that you, like, read and go through, I'm like – Oh yeah, he he follows this a little bit more than I do, um. So, but I think oh, it's gonna be You're talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Down in okay, Cincinnati, yeah. That, was, that was a great night. That was such a fun game, dude. Dude, do you like going to Great American? I really do. Love the atmosphere down there. Yeah, it's awesome. We'll we'll, we'll get more to things like about Great American later, uh, to kind of close the show. But um, the way this is gonna kind of shift and work, I think me the way that we're gonna do this is. You know, me and Ryan will still have guests on. We're still going to have very, like, uh, like very centered episodes. You know what I mean? Like, just talking about one thing, just talking about another. 
but pretty regular. I think it's just going to be me and Ryan like recapping sports throughout the weekend, throughout the weeks, uh, depending on when we record. Recording on Tuesday this week again. Football is just insane. So it's the only time I can fit in, and I don't want to put Ryan through the stress of having to sit through my schedule. Um, so it's just the timing matches up better that way. So, uh, but uh, I kind of just we're just kind of going to go over. You know everything that happened over the weekend, things that that are going on right now, um, and I think during football it's going to be a lot easier for us to have normal kind of guests on to talk about different things with football, and it's going to be easier, I think, in football season. I, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves for me and Ryan to talk about both professional and college football. You know what I mean? So instead of it just being me going over it with whatever, but um, anyway, uh, Ryan. Right now, uh, all-star games going on, all-star break, everything like that. Did you watch the home run derby yesterday? I did. A little bit of it. I missed the entire thing. I was I was at football till 10.15, 10.30-ish last night, so I missed the whole entire thing. What part of it did you catch? Oh, I missed a little bit, little bit of the beginning of it because I was watching uh, something else kind of when it started, but I think – the best part of it was watching Shohei Otani and Juan Soto. Really, they had a great first round. They had they went to overtime because they had like a bonus minute, and they both hit the same amount of home runs. And they went to like a swing off, which was three pitches, and Juan Soto hit all three out. And then Otani, pretty sure first pitch he just he didn't hit out, so it was over. It was really what really good. Everybody was hyped up for Otani, but. Juan Soto did a great job, and he's another guy who I think nobody really gave a chance just because who he was matched up with in yeah, the Derby. Do you, do you feel like the groundswell of Shohei Otani love is is coming up more and more? Like I'm gonna admit, I wasn't the first guy to be like, "Oh my God, this guy's gonna be incredible." But as I started watching it, I was like, "Oh my God, this guy's incredible!" And now I think it's like everybody who is—I don't want to say casual fans of baseball, um, but everybody in the sports world now is seeing like. This guy is insanely incredible at baseball, top to bottom. Do you feel that as well? Yes. The Babe Ruth comparisons are a little. I'm like, he doesn't. Babe Ruth played the field and pitched. He doesn't pe- play the field at all. He just DHs when he's not mm-hmm. playing. So it's a little different, but he's still really good. Yeah. Just, I, 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 no, go on, go on, go on. The comparison isn't really fair because Babe Ruth, when he played, there was no designated hitter, and he. Yeah, he had to play the field when he wasn't pitching. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a lot like the. Uh, I, I liken it to. I've always thought it's unfair that we compare LeBron to MJ because they're completely to- two to- two totally different players, right? Mm-hmm. They play the game completely different ways. It's more fair to compare LeBron to Magic Johnson, a guy that was was way ahead of his time, could play everywhere on the court, was a great passer, but could also score, kind of thing. Where the it, it's more Kobe MJ, but you know it that doesn't grab yeah. ratings as much. You know, and there's I mean? also there's a different set of rules when Jordan played compared to now when LeBron played. So exactly. things that you could and couldn't do. So, oh yeah, I I watched some of those thirty for thirties where like the 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 last dance ones where like Jordan would just get obliterated, and it was like things like that would be flagrant twos now. And oh yeah, absolutely. Just, it, all it was was common fouls back then. This is so much like old man yelling at cloud, like, <laughs> oh, the game, the game back in my day was different, even though it wasn't back in my day. So game's gotten uh, soft. Exactly. Sort of <laughs> exactly. Um, but not to take it, not to take a total left turn. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I, I love God, I love Shohei Otani. I talk about him every day. He's so awesome. He's he is. I'm wondering how long he's gonna be able to pitch and still play the field because he's had some injuries. I think eventually I don't know. I, I don't know how long he'll be able to do that. I, I don't think he'll be pitching by the time he's Twenty-eight. Okay, I could be. I could be completely wrong too. So that's well, something he, I think. He had Tommy John last year, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he's had. What, yeah, go on. He may, I think he he's had some injuries. I, I'm pretty sure he was able to play through. It might be when he had Tommy John because he was just, he could he could still hit, but he obviously couldn't pitch. But mm-hmm. yeah, and and I guess last year missing last year is not really a a big like blow to his career it was the shortened right. season it wasn't you know anything like that so but uh I, I i i don't know man it's hard to say right now i've for for so long not just in you know baseball it's been way more basketball and now i'm starting to see it more in football where like i need to appreciate greatness while it's happening right. um, i think baseball is a lot easier because one guy doesn't make a team like Mm-hmm. Like when and you're gonna hate this, and I don't care. When LeBron was in Cleveland, I was like, I hate him. I, ha- I hate him. He's in. But if you're a Cleveland fan, you love him, right? Because he's the best mm-hmm. in the world at the time. Like he's mm-hmm. doing things nobody's seeing. But like, if I was 24 year old, 25 year old Marcus right now, and LeBron was in Cleveland, I'm not saying I wouldn't still hate him. I I think I would just hate him less because I'd be like, okay, I have to appreciate that this guy is doing things that we just haven't seen in forever. Um, and so I'm trying to, I did the same thing with Brady. I'm still never going to apologize for Brady cause I hate the Patriots. Um, yeah, I feel but, the same way. Yeah. So I don't know. Shohei's awesome. Uh, got the start today for, well, I guess not today when you're listening to it, but Tuesday when, uh, uh, they played, uh, the NLAL all-star game. Um, I saw, uh, I didn't know it was called the Midsummer Classic. That's gonna that's gonna out me as a as a base. Yeah, that's that's always been you know the All Star Game is always the Midsummer Classic. Yeah, I that that just outs me as a as a as a basic you know baseball fan. But um, I'm learning. I'm learning. So uh, we got a lot we got to get to. You know, maybe not as much with baseball. Um, but let's get into this first uh, to kind of bookend the baseball talk for right now. Uh, Acuna gets injured this Saturday, tears his uh, ACL um, out in, in the outfield on a defensive play. Uh, I, I mean, how much does this affect the Braves, do you think? And I, I just hate I hate seeing young guys like that because for, for all year it's been him, it's been Tatis, it's been uh, Guerrero Jr., um, it's been uh, Shohei, obviously. So we never want to see a guy like this go out. How do you think this affects uh, Atlanta kind of moving forward? Well, as of right now, with them, they were, they're a game below 500. They're 44 and 45. And you can't take away – like, Atlanta's got good players. They still got Freddie Freeman. They still have uh, Al- Ozzy Albies. Um, like Austin Riley's having a good season. But not only did they lose uh, Acuna, they were also without Marcelo Zuna, who – there's some domestic violence charges mm-hmm. against him, and he's another really good player for them. And Okunu is really good. That's a hard guy to replace. And, and it just sucks for baseball because he's such a you know a young star. And he, I just think it, you know, like kind of in any sport when like one of the best young players gets injured, it kind of hurts the game in a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot it, of people want to tune in to watch him play. Yeah, it just it does stink. It's it's really bad. Uh, it just sucks. I hate seeing young guys like that in any sport go out. Uh, we because saw. Even with, though, go on. Because even though the Braves are kind of they're they're struggling right now, they're still on TV a lot mm-hmm. because they have a lot of young, marketable players who, get, who people want to turn tune in to see play, sort of thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I just. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, and Atlanta's been a team all year that's kind of underperformed, at least in the first half. Um, it seemed like that was their division to win, or it could have been like the Mets and out in the AL East. But Atlanta coming in had a lot of groundswell. They were able to make it to the second round. Didn't they get bounced after the second round? They beat the Reds in the first round last year. Yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah got bounced in the second round. That hurt. That stung, even saying out loud again. But... Um, but yeah, yeah, they lost to the Dodgers. I want to say, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right because it was, it was like a play in game. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but it, yeah, it just sucks. That, that's kind of where, where I want to end, end that off with, but, um, yeah, bad for baseball. Uh, it's worse than spider attack to me. And Atlanta's a team where they're often they don't really have much pitching. Their offense is their strength, so that hurts them in other ways too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, for sure. Um, but all right, yeah, like I said, uh, that happened this weekend. Also, the uh, Conor McGregor fight happened this weekend. Um, I was actually with you, Ryan, uh, during the fights, but I, I, you weren't really there with us during the fights. Um, that's all we'll <laughs> that's say about that. Story. That's all we'll say about that. Uh, this sucks, man. I was pulling for Connor so hard. I had him. I think he was plus one hundred five uh, betting odds. Um, I had him. I, I I loved him going into the fight. I think it's just a nostalgia thing, and I can't help myself. Um, this sucks. I don't know. What do you take out of it? I'll say this when it comes to like fighters. It's hard to be a celebrity and a fight like a fighter at the same time. Same time because you have to win. Yeah, you you kind of saw this with Ronda Rousey. So I remember that being said about her when she got knocked out by Holly Holm, which mm-hmm. was like five years ago. Kind of hard to believe, yeah. but you know she was doing a lot of movies, like a lot of commercial, very popular. It's kind of more where McGregor's more famous for his antics than he is as like a fighter type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it just sucks because for like it's so hard to find like great great fighters that are also super outgoing like he is. You know, like mm-hmm. he's a was- show himself. Like he doesn't have to be even like good. He sells out the fight just because people want to see him because he's just so entertaining. He's a personality. Exactly, exactly. And like a guy like Habib, who when I now granted I didn't see a ton of Habib before he fought McGregor but like I would see like highlights and everything like that and then when I actually watched him I'm like oh my god this guy's incredible like he just once he gets his hands on you it's done mm-hmm. um but Habib is not he he didn't sell fights the same way you know what I no. mean very soft-spoken very kept to himself guy who just takes care of his business but when when MMA finds guys like that like like a like Brock Lesnar was perfect because he came from WWE so he mm-hmm. He learned how to sell fights. Right. And also, he was an ass kicker at the same time kind of thing. Where right. 
where you're you're exactly right. McGregor sells things just being McGregor. He's very controversial. He's not afraid to say anything. Like mm -hmm. you know, like what uh, Daniel. Uh, how do you say his last uh, name? Poirier. Poirier. I, don't, I always want to call him Porter, but anyways. No, Anyways, because he said, like, we're going to fight again, whether it's in the cage or in the street, because if you don't say the things he said and not mm -hmm. do something about it, like, yeah, yeah, I, I just, Go on. it's just it seems more real. Like, it's not an artificial like these. He's not buddy buddy with really anybody, it seems like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was it, it just it sucked because and I don't know if I was looking at it through like, you know, uh, like window pane eyes or, or glass eyes or whatever you want to say, but like. I, I thought McGregor to start the fight looked pretty good. He looked a little gassed, but it looked like he was just like trying to get himself into the rhythm and everything like that. He got got Poirier down. I thought he had him in a good hold, but Poirier was able to work out. Um, and it's 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 cliche. Like Poirier then started taking advantage of him, hit hit a couple good strikes, and then. But when you watch the video of McGregor like rolling his ankle to the point of yeah, breaking yeah, I, it. Dude, that was it, not <laughs> no ryan how do you feel about the not take a sidetrack when like injury images and videos like that when they slow it down like crazy no i do not like it do no not dude, like i hate it. it i hate it, it I, hate is, when they, I hate when they slow it down and show you from like four different angles um they did that with uh one of the most scarring ones was uh remember marcus Lattimore when he was at uh south carolina i foolishly looked that up like a few years ago like after it happened big mistake Dude, disgusting. Like, like just disgusting. how his leg was just yes. dang. Because isn't it true that his skin was the only thing keeping like his lower part of his leg attached? Mm -hmm. mm, so gross, dude. Yeah, so like, gross. <laughs> it's giving it's giving me the chills thinking about it. But like things like that, I can't I can't do. And so like I watched when they showed the replay once because I was like, Connor's down. He's pointing to his leg. Something's wrong. And like the 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 house was so loud that I I couldn't hear what they were saying. Right. And then, like they showed it, and I went, and it looked like just like a like a regular like roll your ankle, like you know you play basketball, you're doing like athletic things. Yeah. You just kind of like roll your ankle. It hurts. You kind of pop, pop, pop. But he stepped down with so much force that it, it, and he knew right away. So, again, kudos to Connor for getting out of the round, knowing that he is like bottom of his leg was completely broken off his body um but i do think if it goes into the second third round it, it that's kind of poirier's fight to win so i'd agree yeah. and the other thing about mcgregor which makes him great is he's doing an interview while they're like you know rap putting him on the stretcher and he's still like this was a fluke win but he got lucky but you know he's like yeah. he's lucky i'm hurt sort of thing i just yeah. thought that was great like whether or not the things he was saying what actually happened is another thing, but yes, he's just exactly. throwing that out there. But I don't know, Ryan, and I don't know. This is just me being ignorant about um, MMA stuff, and I guess I I should have looked this up. Um, if it's a doctor's decision, I guess that goes as a Connor loss. Still, it has to, right? Because it the it didn't it officially went down as doctor's decision to end the fight, right? So I don't know. I, this is gonna it's not like. The, Portier hit him. It's more he just stepped wrong. Like it's almost like, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't know either. It's not. The more we do this, the more we'll figure out rules of every sport, right, Ryan? Yeah, I'm. UFC is not something I'm all uh, because pay per view for most of the stuff. So it's kind of yes. like it's 
it's not the one thing I know all the rules to. Well, and I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big UFC guy either. It just so happened that this fell on a McGregor like fight, and I think that that's that needs to be talked about. You know, I just think what makes McGregor so great is you know two guys like us who aren't necessarily UFC fans will tune in to watch him fight. Sort absolutely. of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And we watched the whole card. Like I remember going in and watching a good good little bit of the card after the Reds game, uh, and it was awesome. I mean, there was yeah. there was a ton of good fighters. I liked seeing Greg Hardy lose. That was awesome. Yeah, that's he's one of those guys that he deserves to just get the crap knocked out of him. Would you, Ryan? Would you pay five dollars every weekend if it meant you knew Greg Hardy was fighting somebody who was better than him? <laughs> I think I'd do it. Yeah, I think just for the entertainment value, like uh, I could watch, like you know, whatever, like or. I could watch Greg Hardy get his ass kicked again. That's just me, though. That's just me. Yeah. He's a scumbag. I, I'm not a huge uh, fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's actually really crazy? I don't know if you knew this. I didn't know this. He was high school teammates with Michael Orr. I didn't know that. They were at the same school at the same time. Really? And they both went to Ole Miss together. That's crazy. Yeah. Brian, that's why you're a part of the show, man. And he kind of had a pretty brutal upbringing, like uh, – Michael Orr did too. Yeah, just yeah. just a tough part of Mississippi to be in. Was, was it oh, Tennessee? Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they both went to like a rich, predominantly white high school, which is pretty crazy that you don't, they don't talk about. Yeah, they had Greg Hardy on the same team too. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. God, Ryan, that's why that's why I love you, man, because you just bring things like that to the table. <laughs> fantastic. Um, but yeah, like I said, and like you said, you, I think that's that's extremely well put that. Uh, you know, we don't really care about martial arts fighting or, or MMA or anything like that, and we're going to talk about him because, uh, you know, because it's Conor McGregor. So, and that's what, mm -hmm. that's what he does. So, um, but anyway, anything else to add before we move on? Not back to think of. No, me either. So let's go ahead and talk about the uh, NBA Finals. Um, we have Game. Four, or had game four on Tuesday or Wednesday, my bad. Uh, game five will be Saturday, right? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Saturday because they go back to Phoenix. Um, it's funny how because it's in July and they were trying to move so fast through the playoffs to kind of get them done. It was like game after game after game, and now you can tell like the NBA Finals are here. We're going to slow it down, take a couple more yeah. games in between. We're, we're going to stretch like it out that. as long as we can. Yeah. Uh, after Phoenix goes up 2-0, both of us kind of had the feeling that uh, that Milwaukee was going to be able to kind of take take home court with, with game three. Uh, I don't think that we expected it like as bad as it was. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Did you did you expect it to get that out of hand? Well, kind. I expected Milwaukee to come out with some urgency. I expected them to have like a bigger first quarter lead. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I'm used to watching the Cavs being down like, versus like the Warriors, and they come out like in 2016, they're up like 27 to seven, or you know. Yeah. Well, it took Milwaukee into, into the second half to really extend the lead. Or second quarter. And then Phoenix kind of came back, and then Milwaukee was able to blow it open like end of the third quarter sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just – yeah, it, you like looked away. I think Matt put it really well when we were talking about it. You, he, he looked away, and then all of a sudden they were up by like 20. Like it was mm -hmm. four, four point lead, and yeah. all of a sudden it was a 20-point lead. I guess you can say I was expecting 
the Bucks to win pretty big, but that's not the way I expected it to happen, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I just, I and it's twofold. It was, it was Giannis. They have no answer for him right now. No. Now we no. may look dumb uh, because this is coming out after Game Four, and <laughs> but he. Maybe they find their adjustment sort of thing. Yeah, I don't because I would think that like at least down low. Aiton could take care of him, but if Aiton has to guard him the whole game, that takes away from Aiton's offensive, you know, right. you know, everything like that too. So what Giannis is doing is incredible. He just needs those other guys, and we saw it. He just needs like you, some support. You think someone like Jay Crowder, who I wouldn't say Crowder has ma- always matches up with LeBron, like in the playoffs, like when he was with Boston for that long time, mm-hmm. those couple of years. He was always like he was big enough to get physical with LeBron, but it, you know he, it's not like he could shut him down. Where Giannis is just more long and lean for him type of thing. Yeah, because you would th- you would think Crowder would be the, their guy to put on him, and maybe even Mikael Bridges too. But I think they're putting Bridges on uh, Chris Middleton. I think that's the better matchup because they don't really have anybody off the bench who could uh, guard Giannis really. No, I mean I don't think Dario Sarge before he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Could have guarded him, and Frank Kaminsky sure as heck could can't or couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I'm with you. It, and it's it it is that whole you know give give Giannis his due. I think on our last uh show we did the NBA Finals preview. I think we just skated over. We didn't talk about, enough about Milwaukee. I think you brought that up. Uh, mm-hmm. should have brought should have brought up more Milwaukee talk. So let's give Milwaukee their due. Um, they looked yeah. terrible in Game Two. Uh, like as a team, because Giannis still looked great. He's first yeah. player ever to have like two back-to-back forty games in the finals. Is that true? Since Michael exactly Jordan, that? ironically, versus Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and that was the, the the, the Barkley Yeah, the Barkley yeah. Suns. Yeah, Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson. Yeah, guys like that on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but so so give him his due. I think Giannis can still. If they don't have an answer for him, that's going to be a a bad bad time for for the Suns. And I think, like I said, it's twofold. It's, right. it's Giannis Giannis playing great, and Devin Booker just not. Um, right. Was he wearing a mask in Game Three? I don't even remember. I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think he is. Yeah, because I don't think he was ever comfortable with that mask on. And yeah. maybe is he afraid to drive to because he got whacked in the last series without the mask on? So I think so. You wonder so, if that's playing. Yeah, I just don't know if it's. I think you're right. I think because you brought it up earlier. I think that it's affecting him in a way that he didn't expect it would. But at the same time, right. too, he's he's more not standoffish, but like more hesitant to get into lane because he took that one shot in the in the western conference right. finals and it looked like it just hurt so bad yeah he and he doesn't want to risk getting hit smack there again or anything like mm-hmm. that yeah so i don't know what do you uh again i'm gonna i'm gonna put us on the spot how do you how do you see game four going i think so right now the uh four wednesday the bucks are favored by four and a half they were favored by five in the last game um I know you're not a you. You don't look at the number as much as the game overall. So why don't you talk about the game overall? What you think is going to happen? I'll kind of give my my synopsis on the number. I think this game is going to be really tight, more back and forth. Neither team probably has like a bigger than like a five point lead. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come down to like the fourth quarter, maybe not like the final minute, but maybe like the final five, six minutes until one team really finally pulls away sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, I think you're right. I think it is going to be close. I don't think it's as much of a blowout. Um, Cause Phoenix can't like, not that they were in game three, but can't really like relax because it's like, Oh, if we lose, we're up two one. It's like we lose, we're tied. So you know, it's kind of back where we started, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and going back to Phoenix as well. I know Phoenix wants to get that three one lead going home, but yes, you're right. You're right. It's not as uh, what's the the Rosillo quote? You can't fake desperation, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, mm-hmm. and, and desperate teams are gonna do what they need to to survive. Kind of like uh-huh. what Milwaukee did in Game Three, sort of. Exactly, thing. exactly. I just I don't see Booker playing that bad again. I don't think Chris Paul is going to allow the team to play that bad again. The Giannis right. adjustment is such an issue. Aiton can't get into foul trouble again. No, he can't. They can't afford that. No. Um, when it comes to the number, uh, I just like I would like to see it get to five because if it if it if it goes to to minus five for the Bucks, I really like. Taking Phoenix plus five, getting five extra points at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also just the so I saw some 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 numbers today. I sent them to you. Um, the Suns are in their last sixteen losses. After the loss, they're fourteen and two against the spread. Oh no, thirteen and three against the spread. They're fourteen and two straight up. So they've yep. won fourteen of their last. Right now. Yeah, 14 of their last 16 uh, coming off a loss games, and they've covered in 13 of those 14 games. Um, Bodes well. Uh, the games have gone over. I think that over-under set at 220 right now if if the Bucks can get like kind of that help that they need from guys not named Giannis. That can go right, over. Like because Bobby Portis sort of thing. Yes. Yeah, him, Middleton playing, actually playing like how Chris Middleton should play. Uh, Drew Holiday kind of kind of getting in there as well. Um, so I'm going to put it on record. Uh, as of right now, when recording on Tuesday, I am going to take the Suns if they get to plus five. Uh, if they don't, then if it goes down to minus four, I'm probably going to end up taking the Bucks. I don't know. It'll change, but my feelings tomorrow morning will change. But I, gotcha. I think you're right. I think I, we're both basically saying the same thing in a different language. We think it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying it and finding a number way, and you're saying it in the overall total. Right. I'm going to teach you about gambling, Ryan. I know you probably know a little bit, but I don't understand how it all works, sort of thing. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. That can be for like, another episode. The only I know is Nick Chubb pissed off a lot of people when he ran out of bounds at the one yard line against Houston because if he would have scored, they would have. I think it was a three and a half spread or something. Yeah, it was They're either like three, or it was the over under. It was one of the two. Yeah, and he yeah. just didn't, he was going to hit he the had over. To score and, and he, you know, he pissed off gamblers and fantasy owners too. So so. Hey, there's no wrath like a gambler scorn, man. I still hate Jimbo Fisher from two years ago. He, that guy plays for the spread. Uh-huh. I, bet, I bet people are, are tired of me saying it, and I don't care. It was when AM was playing Clemson, uh, and they, oh, had, they had no chance of winning. No chance at all. Like, the game's coming to an end. Clemson was, I think, 11.5-point favorites. I had Clemson. It was like week two, and they just 
Adam scores a meaningless touchdown so that they cover. It made no sense. And I know he plays for this. I just it's, one of those garbage time scores to make yourself feel good at in the blowout. Yeah, don't yeah. get me started on it, Ryan. I remember okay. watching that game too. Mm-hmm. I remember as well. I was like, oh my God, this is going to win easy. Clemson's smacking them. And then mm-hmm. AM was able to come back. And <sighs> anyway, let's get off that. You don't want to see me all angry about, about you know, getting mad about games. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ryan, um, is there anything else you want to add in before we kind of get into the last segment here? Was there anything uh, other than, uh, you know, all star break? NBA Finals, anything like that? Oh, I got something to add. Hmm. You probably saw this. Did you see Terrell Pryor and the other four, they call themselves the Tattoo Five, wrote like an open letter to the NCAA trying to get their 2010 season reinstated? No, I didn't how see Reggie that. Bush has done the same thing about getting his Heisman back? No, I didn't see that. What? It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Pretty interesting. I- I hope it happens, but at least it's they put it out there for you know, kind of something for them to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't see that, but that is pretty interesting. I, I do like the way that the name, image, likeness thing is is going right now. Um, I uh, I don't know. I I fully agree with the fact that, and I flipped on this in the past like five years because it, it was very much like a I'm a college student paying my way through. Why should they get paid just for playing a sport? And now I realize, like, oh, my God, this is a complete job that they're doing for free. It's, and if they can go to the mall and sign autographs for $10 a pop, why shouldn't they be able to kind of thing? So, and they're not necessarily there for school because if you look at most of their – you're a lot of college athletes, their degree has nothing to do with their intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like, my brother goes to UC. He's an engineering major. Guess how many football and basketball players are in the engineering program at Cincinnati? Not many, probably. None. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It has nothing to do with their intelligence. They're not allowed to be. Yeah. They, they want you to pick a major because it is a job. What you're doing that fits your schedule. Almost like you don't want to do something that's too terribly hard, type of thing. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not attacking athletes for their intelligence. I get what you're saying, but they they put them in a spot that they need to be because they're an athlete. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so excited and, and I hate the NCAA as a corporation. I'm glad that they finally mm-hmm. have to start paying out to these kids because it's the most corrupt thing in the world. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, uh, I didn't see that, but I do hope, uh, why not give Reggie Bush's stuff back? Give, exactly. Give, give hang, back. hang the fat five banners back up too. Yes. Like, that's how stupid this is. Like, yes. And everybody's doing it. It was just the, the minor few that got caught. And when you're well, on that, the other thing with too. the NCAA is they're super inconsistent with their punishments. How does mm-hmm. North Carolina, who's literally they have basketball players, they're like faking classes. How do they get no punishment? Yeah, I don't get that. Like they had yeah. other they had other people writing their papers for them and everything like that. Stuff like that, yeah. yeah. Or how like LSU recently, they had a booster steal money from a children's hospital to pay to a to a player and yeah. no punishment. Their, yeah. their, their big thing was what they did was they banned Odell for two years because you know he gave money to players after the game. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't fake. I don't know if anybody was dumb enough to believe <laughs> that. A guy like Odell Beckham Jr. walks around with a bunch of fake cash. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. 
No, it's it's ridiculous, and you're right. It, it's inconsistent, and it's frustrating, and I'm glad that the NCAA is losing this one. Or how does Joe Paterno get all his wins back? Well, come on. That's different. But, come on. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Well, technically, Penn State sued to get him back, but still, it's like... Yeah. What he covered up and what Jim Trussell covered up aren't even comparable. No, it's not even close. It's not, and I, I will side with you on that. It's not even close. Jim Trussell was a fall guy. Um, for that situation now, you end up getting Urban Meyer out of it, which I think was the... Yeah, I, I think it kind of worked out for the best because his coaching ph- philosophy and style was kind of had kind of run its course mm-hmm. by like 2000. Really, I think when Ohio State lost to Florida, like it was more you need offense to win sort of thing. Like, yeah. Jim Trestle's, you know, he infamously said that the punt is the most important play in football. <laughs> like, you know, you win the game for your defense and you win the field position battle with great defense and you score enough points to win. Like yeah. as great of a coach as Jim Trussell was, his philosophy has kind of run its course. And they mm-hmm. Ohio State and the Big Ten needed that change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think in the college ranks it's tough to it's tough to be a, a pro style or a run first play defense team anymore because it is so offensively based. Now you have the few and far between. I mean, you have the academies that can stick around because of right. running the triple and um you'll never hear me say anything bad about the triple triple option offense. Um but uh, I think you're right and and I think that this is just conspiracy theory Marcus with my hat on is um I I think Ohio State was more okay getting rid of Trestle knowing that they had Urban who could be the next Potentially, guy. yes. And I think he Urban cuz you know Trestle technically he resigned but he was forced they asked him to step down. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. how when Bob Knight got fired from Indiana, they asked him to resign. He said no. So I said, okay, you're gone. Yes. Yeah. It's like a, we respect you too much to fire you. We're going to give exactly. you exactly. And if exactly. you don't, then we're not, we're going to take that option away. Kind of. Well, here's another BS NCAA punishment. You probably remember this. Notre Dame got probation because Brian Kelly took a picture of a recruit. Yeah. Yeah. Like just ridiculous. Like how, how, how are you going to punish someone for that? As opposed to somebody like stealing money from a children's hospital, like yeah, it's not even close. It's not even close. And and I think that the ones that they, I don't know, it is it is so weird on who they go after and who they don't, right? Like it's it's so. It's like, what it was is I, I think that it's almost like you had the, they punish you for cooperating, sort of thing. Like Missouri got busted within the past few years. I don't remember what it was for, but they hit them hard, and, and they they chose to cooperate. Where schools like LSU or North Carolina, they just say, "Prove it." Mm-hmm. Like we ain't telling you nothing, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. And then they get hit harder. It makes no sense. Right. I hate the NCAA. I hate them. Yeah. I love college football. I hate the NCAA. Right. Is that fair? No, I I, I think a lot of people feel the same way. Like mm-hmm. these guys deserve to have. Like, think of all the number two jerseys that Ohio State sold for, like, Terrell Pryor. Mm-hmm. And he can't trade anything. Though, yeah. technically, under Ohio State's NIL rules, players aren't allowed to trade their, like, stuff. Yeah. And for, as of right now, that, that could potentially change. But it's the fact that they were treated like criminals, basically. Like, Yeah, and it's, it's that thing, too, of, like, like, okay. The one I always go back to is is either Manziel or, or Barrett, right? JT Barrett. 
how many number 16 jerseys were sold? Or like how many number 16 jerseys of of uh of Trevor Lawrence were sold? Right? Exactly. Or how many well, Ohio they? State started they started doing this in 2015. The jer- the, the jerseys they started selling were like the number of what year it was. Mm-hmm. Ironically, it was 2015. They were selling a bunch of 15 jerseys. Who was number 15? Yeah. Ezekiel yeah. Elliott. And then oh, JT kind of like same thing yeah. like that. And with AM, Johnny Manziel did so much. They were able to build like a new practice facility. Mm-hmm. He made Kevin Sumlin a very, very, very rich man. Because he made yeah. him look like he had a clue what he was doing. And and if you're the college, like why not? Like this is just it's just it, I just don't get it. So let's use this same example of 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 Manziel. Okay. Oh no, Ezekiel. Let's do let's do let's do Elliot because at the time Elliot was huge, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At one of the biggest colleges in the nation. You sell number fifteen jerseys that say Elliot on the back. You mm-hmm. give Ezekiel Elliot a cut because you're using his name. Fine. How many more of those jerseys are they selling? They're already going to sell a ton. But if you can buy an official Ohio State jersey that has Ezekiel Elliott's name on it, people are going to buy that like crazy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Instead, you're going to buy it online from China somewhere where it's unofficial and it's like, not as good material. Right. Like, why wouldn't the school and the athlete want to do both of that? Like, you don't have to give them all the money, right? Like, exactly. I, Just like a color bit. Exactly. If I go out and buy a Big Ben jersey tomorrow, Ben's not going to get all $100 that I, I spend yeah. on it. Ben's going to get a part of that money, and then the Steelers get a part. And so, yeah, I just don't – I don't get that. I, and, and it's just – yeah, it's infuriating. And I'm so right. happy that we got on this topic because I don't think we've talked about it enough. No. Uh, that the the name, image, likeness thing is awesome. It's awesome for the athletes. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be better for the schools and the kids and everything like that, like – you can now make money and you don't have to go to Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Exactly. Like you can go to some of these other schools and still profit and and mm-hmm. and make your name be known and everything like that. So mm-hmm. um, No, you're 100% correct. Yeah. But uh Ryan, did you see this real quick? Um mm-hmm. I just got this news uh about Kawhi Leonard. Did you see yep, that? I actually was going to bring that up, but Yeah. Kawhi Leonard undergoes repairing partially torn right ACL. Um, it we we talked about this on on earlier episodes. Uh, he's just so like what what's kind of your take on? I don't even know where to start with it. Like he's I just not a very wrong, right. He's like the most interesting uninteresting person. Like <laughs> yeah. if that makes sense. Like yeah, people just find how like he does some of like the. Like his whole laugh at the media days a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. how that just everybody loved that. Or mm-hmm. him and Serge Ibaka in the back of a car, and he's like, "What it do, baby?" Yeah, it's it's just kind of like, "Holy crap!" He has like a personality sort <laughs> of thing because he's just so quiet. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's one of those things that like when he says something, you pay attention, right? Because he is so quiet and he is so to himself. But at the same time, too, it's like, okay, he obviously knew something was very much wrong. And if he knew that he had a partially torn ACL, but wasn't telling people like, I just, I guess I don't get why you're not telling the organization and the team. And it's just now coming out. You know what I mean? Like I understand being private. You can be private about like your personal life and your, I mean, shoot, I do the same thing. You know what? And I'm not even famous. Like I like to keep certain things private and that's whatever. Yeah. With like, 
it's different if you're like not talking about your personal life and you're not giving out information about like the sport that you play for a job. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of we kind of went through this with him, like his last year at the Spurs, mm-hmm. like how he had. It was either like a calf or a quad, or it was a quad. It was a quad. Quad. Okay. Yeah. How he played like seven games, and then he just sat like out the rest of the season. There was the whole like, how healthy is he? Why isn't he playing? Mm-hmm. Like, I think Tony Parker. I think it was him. Said like he had this. He played through the same injury, and his injury was worse, sort of thing. Yeah. And you know, you watch Skip Bayless, who's a huge Spurs fan, who was so. Petty about uh, Kawhi not playing. You know, yeah. there's the time where he wouldn't even call him by name; he would just call him number two, which I <laughs> still find really funny. I don't know. I don't know why. It's the, it's the ultimate Skip Bayless move. Yeah. Um. I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, we obviously knew something was wrong because mm-hmm. he, he will sit himself down when he knows something isn't right with his body. Which and we I, talked I about. think that's smart because he's looking out for his career. You mm-hmm. don't want to be like. And uh, Robert Robert Griffin III, who he rushed back from that knee injury, mm-hmm. or probably shouldn't have even been playing in that playoff game because he wasn't. You know, it's so sad that his career was literally he could have been like the next big thing, and then how quickly he fell. Yeah, yeah. Because his whole marketing ad for the next season was he was all in for Week One when you could tell he wasn't really fully healthy when he was out there playing. Like he should have waited till he was completely healthy. Yeah. So I have no because two things can be right at once, right? I fully agree if something's wrong, sit out until you're healthy, right? Because you're Mm -hmm. happy and you have to protect your body. That's how you make money. That can be correct at the same time as if this is something that is keeping you out of the playoffs, I think people should know why. Not just I figured. Like, if he knew he was going to ACL, it should be like, okay, don't lead fans on to thinking, like, he may come back because we don't know the severity of it and everything like that. Like, if it was if it was LeBron and me as a Lakers fan and I didn't know why he wasn't playing, and I'm like, well, why does he just come out? If, if, it's, if it's just a knee injury or a knee sprain, like, these are the it, – it's, it's the playoffs. And then – you just don't find out the severity. You know what I mean? So can both of yeah. right at once. I think I have a good example for being a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. Greedy Williams hurt his shoulder a couple weeks before the season started. His original diagnosis was he would be out a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And I remember after they played the Bengals week two on a Thursday night, it was reported he was going to practice. But each week he just wasn't playing. And people are like, why, why isn't he playing? Like, what's wrong with his shoulder? And eventually, as people would ask him on Twitter, he eventually responded to somebody telling him what the diagnosis was. If you look it up, it was like a nine-month to 12-month recovery period. He had, like, nerve damage in his shoulder. Yeah. And I, I think it was misdiagnosed, too. Because a lot of people were kind of like, why isn't he playing? Like, what, what's going on here? And then when that came out, I remember reading people like, yeah, some of y'all owe him an apology because – Maybe if he could have said something earlier sort of thing or yeah. just something like, like he's not like a LeBron type of thing, but he's still a good play. Like he's a defensive back in a pretty solid rookie season sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I thought that was interesting that, that, that we saw that right now. Now I guess we're going to see like kind of where his summer goes. And again, we're looking at another like shortened off season, not as short as last year, but 
he's um, potentially opt out too. Yes. Yeah. So, so we'll see what kind of market is there for a. I bet you with it now. I bet you he doesn't opt out. I bet he but he probably right. sticks in for the year. Um, because I just with a guy like him. I'm sure a partial tear, you can come back a little qu- quicker than a full right. tear, but I, I agree on that. You know how he is. He's he's probably going to stay out until he's 110%, which, mm-hmm. again, that's his choice. That's that's just we, – we've now learned that that's kind of the Kawhi thing to do. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. But anyway, any other thoughts on that, Ryan? Um, it almost makes you wonder how much will he play next season, or if he plays, because he might – yeah, he makes sideline. Kind of like a Derrick Rose too, because he had that a couple. Like, do you remember? It was like either 2013 or I think it might have been 2013 when they were in the playoffs, and he was he would warm up before the games, but he wouldn't play, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And he's just and he 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 was just never the same ever since. His, his yeah, yeah, he's another guy. Yeah, yeah, so much potential. He was fun to watch, man. Derrick yeah. Rose, he was fun. He just. He was freakishly athletic, and I think he just relied – maybe he relied on his athleticism too much, and he didn't learn how to, like, change up his game sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's doing well with the Knicks now, but he's just not – he's yeah. not the same. He's not, the he's, same he's not what he he's – a, he's a shell of his, former self, of his former self, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, Ryan, uh, let's get to this final segment. I brought this up to you because um, this past weekend I was at a baseball game. Um, and I was talking to a guy that I was sitting there with about stadiums we had never been to uh, and, like, kind of where would be cool to go see. He brought up a couple of them. I was like, oh, I've always wanted to go there. I've always wanted to see a game here, there, you know, whatever. Um, so I kind of just want to go back and forth uh, talking about our top four stadiums we've never been to uh, in any sport that we want to go see. Now, before we get into that, Ryan, where have you seen games at? In general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Baseball. I've been to Cleveland, Cincinnati, St. Louis, and the Chicago White Sox Stadium. Okay. Football. I've been to Ohio, the Horseshoe, mm-hmm. so for Ohio State, and then the Brown Stadium. Okay. Basketball. I've been to where the Pacers play, uh, UD, mm-hmm. Wright State. Yeah. And then never been to a not. I have been to a Cyclones game, so that's in Cincinnati. So okay. you never been to the Q? I have not actually. Oh, shocking, shocking as to believe. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. It was like when you told me you've only been to one Browns game. Yeah, right? I, I would like to go more. But... <laughs> like one Browns game? Are you kidding me? Tickets uh, were free too. Yes, exactly. I've been to uh, like you said, I've been to Great American. I've seen the Reds play. Uh. I've always been to Dragons games. If you've you've been to Dragons, oh yeah, games. them too. That's why I was I'm at. Them. Yeah, um, and I've, I've been, been to a Louisville Bats game too. Oh okay. No, I've never been. I've never been to anything uh, higher than higher than uh, well MLB, and then you know, and then right, I got you. Um, I've been to Heinz Field. I've seen a game at Heinz Field. Seen the Steelers play there twice. Uh, I've been to Paul Brown where the Bengals play to see the Steelers. And I saw, I actually saw a preseason game uh, where the Bengals were playing the Colts when Peyton Manning was still there. Oh, okay. Um, it was pretty cool. But I mean, he only played like a quarter because it was the preseason. It was like the second right, preseason no, game. I, yeah, I get you. Um, I've been to uh, South Bend. I've seen a game, uh, you know, 
uh, a couple games. Actually, I've been like three or four games in South Bend to see Notre Dame play, um, which is so much fun. College football games. So much fun. I think I'm going to a Buckeye game this year. So that's not a part of my list, but going to a Buckeye game this year, which I've wanted to for a while. Um, no, I've never been to an NBA game. Uh, I've seen the Flyers play, obviously. I've seen a couple Wright State games, um, but nothing crazy. And then no hockey games. Are hockey games pretty cool to see live? I didn't really watch much of it. We were yeah. there because it was $1 beer night. So. Oh, Ryan, you dog. You dog. It was, it was fun. Though. I, didn't, I didn't watch much of it. I wasn't paying much attention to the game, but it, it was yeah. still a fun time. It's all good. It's all good. So uh, I, I asked Ryan to come up with his top four because uh, I got to thinking about my top four that I, I haven't been to yet that I want to go see. Uh, and, and we'll kind of just go back and forth. So uh, Ryan actually was more thought out about his. He, he kind of has, I think, one from each, and mine is just like a mismatch of these are the places I want to go. So, Ryan, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Why don't you go first so I can base mine off of you, I guess. All right, all right, I'll go first. So obviously I've already seen um, – my top two favorite uh, football teams play at their home stadiums, and I've seen uh, my top baseball team, the Reds, play uh, at home. And so I, I kind of, I've, I've always wanted to, and I've always had this allure to uh, Wrigley Field, and I, I want to see a game at Wrigley. Um, I know you said you, you saw it at the White Sox, but um, such a small, old, like you know, they they keep they keep the vine up, like they they everything is so traditional still there. And I love traditional things in sports. So seeing a Cubs game uh, at Wrigley, I think, would be so, so sweet. Okay. I'm going to keep it in baseball since you brought up Wrigley. I'm going to say a Yankee Stadium. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I just – my reason is I just – the atmosphere there looks so, like, crazy. Like, mm-hmm. of all the ballparks I've been to, St. Louis is by far – besides, well, Cleveland is tech my favorite kind of by default. Mm-hmm. But St. Louis was – is my favorite because not not only is it a really beautiful ballpark, but just you know they love baseball in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Like I've been to three games in St. Louis, two or three times I played the Reds actually. Okay, and I remember this time this was like 2015. Cardinals were in first place, and like my entire family because we used to have my aunt and uncle used to live out there, so we kind of had a place to stay, and we all went down to the game. Um, and I remember I'd gone to a Reds game like earlier like in the month and mm-hmm. like the Reds were last place. Weren't a lot of people there. There wasn't really any energy or excitement and they got blown out. Yeah. St. Louis is a sellout crowd. Besides the fact that it was like a hundred degrees there, but <laughs> you could just feel the energy. Like mm-hmm. it was just crazy. That's the one place I would love. Like with Yankee stadium, I would love to see like a playoff game there. Yeah. See, I had thought about Yankee stadium uh, because it's the new stadium, I don't know if I would super super love it. Like, I would have liked to go. Yeah, to the old Yankee stadium I feel like the old, I would have preferred to have gone to the old one. But I, I'm definitely I, I with do. you. Yeah, I mean, I considered saying Fenway, but Fenway is kind of a dump. Mm. Mm. Why you got to say I mean, that so soon, Ryan? <laughs> I said, why you got to say that so soon? It's just well, my dad's been there and. He said when he was there, when he saw the field, he was like, this is it. Yeah. Like, what's so great about this? I, I, I think it's just so cool because just like old and historical. But besi- besides that, I, I think you can kind of say the same thing. I think Wrigley's a little nicer than Fenway, mm-hmm. in my yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I uh, Fenway was one just just left off my list again because of the historical part of it. That was about it. That's why I brought mm-hmm. that up. But uh, my second one, uh, Lambeau Field. I want to see a Packer game at Lambeau. I think that again, a lot of these go to historical like older stadiums that have a lot of like you know um, history behind them and everything like that. And and I think that uh that like nostalgia of, of being at Lambeau and, and seeing the field. Now, I don't know if I want to go in the winter when it's like, <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Cause freezing, if I were to go there, I'd want to do that. You would. Yeah. Oh man. Maybe just once just to kind of say, Oh, I've been to Lambeau in the free when it was freezing sort of. Yeah. Thing. In December when it's just unbearable. I think that's what makes Lambeau so famous and popular is just like all the cold weather, like playoff games that they've had. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, the ice bowl. Yeah. I could see that. I, 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 you may be able to sway me on thinking that because my first thought was going there in like September, October before it gets too cold. But you're right. If you could, if you could go in December or January and it's like, even if the, like, especially if the Packers are in contention and mm-hmm. you could see play the Bears or something at home, that'd be insane. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. But, uh, what's your, what's your number two? I guess I'll just keep mine on football since you, uh, brought that one, brought Lambo. This was a little tougher for me. I think I was kind of thinking uh, Jerry's World in Dallas, mm-hmm. but then I said more thought about. I think Kansas City would be a place I'd love to go. Yeah, because it's loud. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about the atmosphere. I want, I want to see like a crazy like playoff game potentially. Yeah. You know, Browns Chiefs or something like that in Kansas City. You know, it's crazy loud. Um, I think they have the Guinness World Record for like loudest stadium or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun, and that go, that kind of goes along with my third. But we'll stay on this for a second. I, I, the the Chiefs being like uber famous for like having that loud stadium and and being such a home field advantage and everything like that. Right. I think would be awesome. Um, so yeah, I totally see that, and 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 that kind of goes along. I'm gonna stay in football with my third, uh, but I'm going to go down to the college ranks. I want to see a game in Baton Rouge and LSU game so bad. That would be so, so awesome. Uh, Death Valley game, you know, it can be at night game or just, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was about to say. A night game would be a lot of fun. A night game would be a ton of fun. I think a three o'clock game, any SEC game that they're playing maybe in the middle of the day would be awesome. If I could get to a night game, no matter who they're playing, um, obviously like Bama would be awesome. Uh, and Auburn, um, Florida, anybody like that would be sweet. But just again, that goes along with like the atmosphere of like, I don't think it matters how good or bad LSU is. LSU is always going to be rocking for their team. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love Coach Edo. He's the best thing. Go Tigers. Hey, go Tigers. <laughs> for me to keep mine in the college um, ranks, I was going to say the Rose Bowl Stadium. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know the Rose Bowl, it's not what it used to be just with the college football playoff, but. One of the things I've always loved about watching, because the game always starts at 7 o'clock Eastern time, yeah. 7, 8. So it's like 4, 5 o'clock out there, depending mm-hmm. if it's a 7 or 8 o'clock start. Or it's probably yeah. 7.30. But anyways, I always love how it's like light, like in the first half, and by the second half, it's like dark out. And I always mm-hmm. just love like the sunshine and just the, the atmosphere, because they have like the Rose Bowl parade. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot of stuff like I could see and do there sort of thing. Yeah, I, I I didn't even I totally I was thinking of some West Coast. I wasn't thinking of, of of Pasadena as much, but that would be 
Rose Bowl game would be fr- would be awesome. Like a like going to go see uh, UCLA, uh, S, uh, USC out there would be fun. Uh, going to go see the Rose Bowl game in general, yeah, the Big Ten, Pac twelve uh, teams that play off against each other would be cool. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, my last one that I was thinking of, this one was tough, uh, but I'm going to. I, I was trying to decide if I wanted to choose the basketball stadium or a, arena to go to or stay into football. And I couldn't, I couldn't not say this one. Um, mainly because I want to be a part of the theatrics beforehand is I want to go to a Bills game. In uh, Buffalo. So that'd be bad. crazy. Yeah. Would you want to go when it was cold out? That's, that is one that I would want to go when it's cold out. That would be one that I was thinking of Lambo and Lambo early and then a Bills game when it's just cold, but everybody's just out having a good time, like breaking putting tables, them, putting themselves through tables. That guy that douses himself in ketchup and mustard before every game, uh. like, <laughs> like, dude, everything about it. It just watching, and now that the Bills are good, like, mm-hmm. like no one's right. the wagons, no one, it, and and so the Bills, I think, I, I, Buffalo. It came down to them, or I'll, I'll kind of give you my other one after you go because I didn't want to take anything from you. All right, I'm going to stick in basketball. This one was a little tough, but I kind of wanted to pick up different cities, but it was just Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. the world's most famous arena. Yeah. I would love to go there. It's they're kind of like when the Knicks are good, I think it's good for basketball just because they got such crazy fans and there's not a better place to watch the game in the garden. Like, I loved watching that Atlanta series, the yeah. Knicks and Hawks. Like mm-hmm. just seeing the crowd there go crazy, and even though that it wasn't, it was pretty full. But with COVID restrictions, I was just like, man, like that place is rocking. Yeah, if it, if it was just a little bit more full, it would be it would uh-huh. be a thing. That's one I didn't even think of, and that's why that's why you're a part of this, Ryan, because you it's it's. I totally didn't think about how sweet Madison Square Garden would be, and like you said, when the Knicks are good, it's even better. Like. Because that place is just the New York fans love New York teams like no like nothing else. Basketball's a little different because like there's only like two or three like arenas where it's like crazy. The Staples mm-hmm. Center for a Lakers game, not the Clippers. Yeah. See, and, my, my fifth one I was gonna choose would, would have been the Staples Center. That was the that, one, that's that the best place I like one. to go see a game. Yeah. And I guess Boston would be a pretty cool place because they got crazy fans too. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of boston and really any sport but it's still one of those things i I like to go see a game there i guess but yeah uh, new york madison square gardens number one for me yeah me too and that's why i was uh it was between the staple center was one of them like i said fenway was one um dodger stadium to see a baseball game was another one uh so it was a little tough when we were talking about it uh but i knew of the ones i want to go to most of them are football um and, and, and just being able to go to Wrigley would be awesome. So did you have any tough ones that you had to leave off? Well, I, I've already – St. Louis is my favorite. And I want I kind of talked more about St. Louis than I did Yankee Stadium when I talked about it. That's just yeah, how much I love St. Louis. Yeah, and you've been there too before, so you have more, mm-hmm. to, talk about, you have more to talk about the experience. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel like New York, you get like a similar, if not better, sort of experience there just because yeah. they got crazy fans too, like – Baseball is number one. Yeah. Well, anyway, Ryan, this was fun. This was a fun little thing to do. I oh, this is so much. Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah. Uh, 
Ryan, thank you so much for coming on to the show full time. Uh, I we had we had some difficulties getting this going, but um, hey, we're figuring <laughs> it out, and we'll, we'll we'll keep doing it each week if uh, if you want to, man. Absolutely, I appreciate you uh, making me co-host. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I don't know if we'll change the name, but uh, you can just keep being a part of it. Maybe we'll just like tag on plus Ryan at the end. The Marcus Show, bro, plus Ryan. Plus Ryan, I, I like that. Uh, <laughs> or anyway, featuring Ryan, sort of. Featuring thing. Ryan, that is a good one too. Like you're a musical artist. Um, yeah. Ryan, thanks so much. Uh, we'll 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 get back to it next week. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all those things. Uh, and if I lose the Suns bet, then um, uh, I didn't actually take it. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, don't take gambling advice from me. I think you've learned that already. I have. I have. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Ryan, man.